Hello, my name is Tanner Wayland, and I'm here with my co-host and good friend, Justin. Justin, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Doing well. Uh, for you, those of you who don't know who we are, uh, you know, we are the hosts of a little podcast we like to call How to Be a Better DM. Uh, and in this podcast, we explore how uh, each of us can provide the best worlds, adventures, and play environment for our players. Uh, today, it's a little bit of a different topic. It's one that, uh, you know, I'm not sure if everybody is as uh, tapped into this as we are, but I, I feel like I've seen everybody talk about it. Um, it's about the, uh, it's about D&D and specifically the uh, new OGL 1.1 that uh, got leaked. Um, we're going to talk about how that, you know, affects us as as dms you know because that's you know if we were just doing any old podcast i don't think it would matter as much but you know dms are by by their nature creative and when you create things oftentimes you want to see how you can you know share it with people and sometimes you know you worry about things like oh am i allowed to share this <laughs> or create or riff off of it or or make money and that's we're going to talk about all of that uh First off, Justin, what's what's new with you? What's new with me? Well, um, well, we have, uh, so a lot of you don't know, in Utah, uh, which is where I live, me and a couple of friends, we are putting on an event uh, next, or in two weeks, two Saturdays, uh, kind of a business networking event, and, you know, that's kind of moving forward. The idea is we're going to use D&D to business network so get people together playing D&D and then you know help them build relationships and connections and so forth anyways uh yeah so uh we're, we're having this awesome event if you're in the Utah area uh, I'll put the link in the show notes if you want to come we still have uh, some tickets available but other than that I don't know that too much is is really new just enjoying the new year and 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 trying out uh new things here and there. Not, not big things, but just, you know, little things. So what about you? I, I mean, that sounded pretty big to me. <laughs> I've never run a pseudo business pseudo, you know, gaming meeting. <laughs> Gosh. Um, yeah. I mean, for me, uh, my wife, Kirsty and I, we moved into a new townhome uh, that happened basically uh, New Year's Eve. And since then, you know, it feels like it's been 12 years, but <laughs> Uh, but we're doing well, you know, we're just slowly putting, getting furniture, putting it together, mm -hmm. uh, cleaning the house, uh, throwing all of our dirty secrets and boxes into the, the unused bedroom and, uh, and, you know, pretending like our lives are in order. Um, but yeah, honestly, it's been great. Uh, it's been really nice. Uh, it's just been busy. Um, yeah, otherwise very excited. Uh, I've got an actual office now, an office room. It's not just mine. It's, you know, we share it. But uh, Kirstie was telling me because I, I don't know. I'm I'm someone that has a hard time like decorating a room in the ways I want because I'm like, oh, I, I I feel like I've never had a space that's just mine to decorate. You know? <laughs> yeah. And and so like I see this room and she's like, oh, you could put some stuff in it, and she you know emphasized some. Because she, because she was like, you can't wreck the office and turn it into some weird nerd castle. And well, I was like, it should be because that's what is awesome. 
I mean, that's what I said. And then suddenly, well, I'm on the couch. No, I'm just kidding. Classic. That never happened. But, um, but honestly, uh, I'm excited to decorate a little bit. Maybe, who knows, put a little neon sign on the wall. Oof. Could you imagine? That would be amazing. Anyway, yeah. So I'm excited with that. But awesome. yeah, I mean, I think that it's a great month and it's going to be a great year. It's already been a very exciting start Heck yeah. to the year. Well, perfect. Uh, Justin, let's let's launch in. Uh, so the topic, uh, the OGL uh, 1.1, uh, and if anybody is wondering what the OGL stands for, you know, that's just the open game license. Uh, basically, uh, back in 2000, uh, the original open game license, it basically just made it so that creators could develop their own content uh, inspired by the world uh, of D&D, and specifically that uh, Wizards of the Coast, the kind of company that uh, created and sells D&D, that kind of allows a lot of freedom for creators. Whereas this new uh, OGL 1.1 is really reining that in, um, and people aren't happy about it. Yeah. Uh, honestly, <clears throat> to put it in perspective, so if, if you are in the Dungeon Master space on Instagram or any of the social media, You've probably seen thousands of memes about the OGL, and they are all very funny, uh, and I would highly mm -hmm. recommend it. It's a very great way to spend your day. Um, <clears throat> but the, the the idea behind the OGL is, or at least this whole kerfuffle, is all about intellectual property and the idea that ideas can belong to someone. So, you know, mm -hmm. this podcast is the intellectual property of me and Tanner. And as of right now, we don't have any sort of open game license like D&D &D did in, in 2000. We, we don't have anything like that. So if you copied this show or took the show and kind of made your own version of it, um, <clears throat> you know, we'd, we'd probably come after you. Uh, not that we have that many resources, but the point is, <clears throat> the question behind this is, is it legal for D&D &D to do this? Is it moral? Uh, and do we like it? I think those are all kind of the, the, the underlying questions, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I think, I think something to put this in perspective is just a uh, kind of starting point, uh, because that's, that's something to keep in mind about this reaction, because if somebody, uh, just, just to give you some, like a little bit of nitty gritty about what's you know, in the new OGL that got leaked. Well, let's just say that it's leaked, not official. Um, and you can bet that after the, the uproar that's happened, that it's not going to remain as it was. <laughs> at least you'd um, hope, right? At least you'd hope, right? Uh, they, they put out some, uh, like a response that seems like they, you know, quote unquote, learned somewhat <laughs> of a lesson, We'll see. I mean, they, they still are focusing on their bottom line and that, you know, still means them wanting more control. Mm -hmm. But um, but with the OGL, one of the big differences is like, oh, if you're a creator over uh, who makes over $700,000 uh, a year, uh, then, you know, you have to pay a royalty, basically, right? Mm -hmm. um, 
and except for of course some of their uh favored creators you know i'm, I'm sure right. uh, matt mercer you know uh dimension 20 things like uh things like that they're going to be fine uh but like as everybody knows this is it's kind of a booming creative business space for D and for uh the tabletop role-playing games in general so like there might be more people who make more than seven hundred thousand off of D and D products, mm-hmm. um, and, and so getting back to my point about starting point, right? Like Disney, if you made like twenty bucks or a hundred bucks off of off of selling and creating Disney stuff, you know they might come after you if you're doing it in a very like high visibility manner, mm-hmm. right? And now probably not actually ten like twenty or a hundred bucks. But like much less than seven hundred thousand, they'd come at you mm-hmm. if you're going and selling like Mickey stuff, as if you were Disney, even though you're not. Now, the OGL. So, in if you were Disney and they were like, "Hey, you can sell Disney branded stuff and like and Disney things that are, and even like movies and video games based off Disney stuff." And you know, you don't have to pay royalties until you make seven hundred thousand. No one would care. People, well, sorry. Like, no one would care that it's like, oh my goodness, they're giving us royalties because they'd be like, oh my goodness, that's actually a lot more than I expected out of Disney, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and, and that uh, this isn't my example. This is an example. Uh, th- there's this YouTuber called Legal Eagle, and I thought it was a great example because um, on the other side we have D and D with the OGL, which was like, hey. If you want to go for it, just go, like go crazy, you know, uh, with, with some limitations. It wasn't like they were, you know, completely free. Like they mm-hmm. had some trademarked monsters and things like that. But, um, but in the, uh, probably not trademarked, more like copyrighted. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the end, because people had so much freedom, that's part of re- the reason why Dungeons and Dragons begot, became so popular. But it's also why people are like, what the heck? Because it's, you know, it feels like night and day, yeah. you know, but it's going from day a little closer to night, so to speak. Whereas the other metaphorical example, uh, like, a, or a fictional example of Disney, that would have been like going from night to day because they're like lightening up on restrictions, you know? Yeah. Whereas yeah. this is kind of clamping down. Sorry, that, that was a lot of thoughts, but that's kind of, you know, a thought no. I've been having. I love it. I love it. So kind of a... Uh, a simple summary for kind of the timeline of how things have gone down, at least from my point of view and, and why I think this is happening. So 2000, there's the OGL. Basically, D&D says, hey, you know, community, we can make this better. Everyone together, you guys can take it and run with it, like you said. And then Wizards of the Coast came out with, I believe it was 4.5, which was terrible, uh, or or fourth edition or something like that. Uh, and so it was so bad that a company called Paizo started coming up with their own version of D&D. It was, it was extremely similar, but different in important ways called Pathfinder. I'm pretty sure you've probably heard of that. Uh, mm-hmm. and then Pathfinder started growing and then 5e came out and, you know, 5e started getting much more popular. So from what I understand is Hasbro, who owns Wizards of the Coast, looked at the bottom line of Wizards of the Coast and said, Hey, your D&D property, your Dungeons & Dragons property is not making as much money as it could. So let's rein in 
the competitors that we've ourselves created in a sense and make it so we mm-hmm. make money from them. And we also own their gaming system essentially because it's based on ours. Um, <clears throat> kind of going back to those questions that I ask, is it legal? Is it moral? Do we like it? So one, is it legal? hundred percent. So this is essentially Brandon Sanderson writing a book, getting wildly popular and then saying, Hey, you can go write a book if it's based on my stuff, right? If it's based on my stuff, that's fine. Someone else writes a book on that. It's based on Brandon Sanderson stuff, but it changes very important things. And it also becomes wildly popular. Brandon Sanderson would still have the right to be able to say, Hey, I'm going to change things that are happening in my world that I made. You know, Disney did this essentially with expanded universe Star Wars. They bought the Star Wars property and then they, they found all these books that were written in the expanded universe and said, these are no longer canon. <clears throat> we can still have them, but they essentially still belong to us, but they're not the actual story, right? Justin here from How to Be a Better DM. We are weeks away from releasing our new actual play D&D show. It's going to be called Pact and Boon, and we're really excited about it. I wanted to take a second today to introduce the character that I'm going to be playing in the show, Jolland Gray. Jolland is a six-foot-tall Earth Ganassi, and he has tan skin that is almost the color of Red Canyon rock. He has black onyx eyes and a scar that runs from right above his left eye to right below his left eye. He has a large chestnut-colored beard and hair, and he's actually balding on the top of his head. He has a bit of a punch. He's he's, he's a bit uh, portly. He's always smiling, which is why most people actually call him Jolly. At any given moment, you can expect Jolly to be wearing luxuries clothing because he was a very successful businessman and he loves the luxuries of society. When he's traveling as an adventurer, though, he wears as much armor as he can. You see, Jolly is an artificer, specifically an armorer. Jolly used to run and own a very successful tavern before it burned down, and because of that, he's very good at brewing alcohol and is actually somewhat of a connoisseur. Jolly hails from the town of Ocrandell in Northern Gast, which is the northernmost country on the continent of Rel in the world of Calignus. Jolly is a happy-go-lucky person, and really, the only thing motivating him right now is revenge. If you want to find out why Jolly wants revenge so badly, and for what, go to sessionzerostudios.com slash pactnboon, that's P-A-C-T-N-B-O-O-N, and put in your name and email so you can get notified when Pact and Boon is released. Yeah. And then morally, I think this is where I draw the line. It's one thing to put something out and say, hey, this is going to cost you money, right? Like, it's it's one thing for Brandon Sanderson, I, I guess I'm just sticking with that example, to put out a book and say, you know, this is mine, you have to abide by this copyright. It's another thing entirely for Brandon Sanderson <clears throat> to put out a book for free and say anyone can use it, change it, make differences to it, whatever, for 20 years, see that someone else is using his stuff and getting rich off of it, and then saying, hey, we're changing what I said earlier because I want a piece of that pie. I think that's where morally I disagree with what Wizards of the Coast is doing more Hasbro, really. 
What about you, Tanner? Yeah. No, yeah, I, I agree. I think that um, the... I mean, obviously, there are two reasons why they did it in the first place, right? Uh, they wanted it to be, you know, basically to make it more ubiquitous, more widespread uh, among people, uh, just to, you know, increase that community. And I think it's it, it's helped them a lot. Um, but then reining it in and being like, okay, now we reap the profits. Everybody sees it for what it is, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. It becomes uh, very transparent um, just to go from from uh, very little restriction to restrictions. And, and as much as like when they released a response, they said that it was about like, hey, we want to re- reduce discrimination. We want to combat people using our uh, our properties for, you know, blockchain or NFTs or anything like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Or crypto. And and we were all like, oh. So then why is there so much in there that isn't about that? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and and I think that they really shot themselves in the foot uh from uh from a PR perspective. Uh like you said, it is probably fairly legal. Now there's some, you know, hang ups on like, oh, the original OGL said that it would last, you know, in perpetuity, you know, for forever. Right. But here's the thing, in all likelihood we're never going to find out because anybody who has uh, enough money, they're already changing their system and they're mm-hmm. ch- changing uh, the, you know, the IP that they're using so that they don't have to worry about it. Exactly. Right. Um, like Paizo, they recently in the past few years, like past couple, they put out uh, Path for, Pathfinder second edition, which like the first edition was very similar uh, to D and D. Right. Uh, and specifically, I think they were copying 3.5. I was what so. I think they were doing. Uh, and, but the second edition is very different in terms of like, not only just like the different like characters and things like that, but also the mechanics. So it's like easily distinguishable mm-hmm. and, and like people like that and other things and like cobalt press and things, they're all developing their own systems because in a way that's another thing that could happen here and is happening is that hey if if people don't want to fight that legal battle then they'll just create their own systems you know (laughs) Uh, people have had enough time to kind of marinate in the uh in the marinade that is D D. so now they can go out and create their own thing um but if there was any illegality here it would take somebody fighting in court for like a lot of money and they mm-hmm. might not win. So frankly, like, yeah, there's nothing to really stop them from doing this. Uh, cause no one's going to actually push it in court that much, right. you know, to the point where a judge would have to rule on it. Um, so yeah, I, I think that it's, I, I think it from, from a perspective of a business who created something, I'm like, Hey, you know, it's in their right. But from a business, like you said, who basically started out on such a different foot and then were like, oh, rug pull, yep. um, then I think that it's uh, it's dubious and I don't think it's going to turn out well for them. Uh, maybe Who knows? Maybe they monetize uh, a little bit more with certain people, but I think they're going to lose the widespread appeal, you know? Yeah, I agree. And... Uh... I think what's most important for us to talk about now, you know, with the few minutes we have left, 
is really how this affects Dungeon Masters or how, how we believe this affects Dungeon Masters as a whole. So for, for you know, you and me who play with our friends, you know, in, in our kitchen and just on the kitchen table, it's not really going to affect us other than where our money goes and to whom. Um, for the people who are creating things and putting on DMs Guild or things like that, it may affect, again, how your money or who your money goes to. It also might affect how expensive or how much money you can earn. Um, and it might also affect how much control you ultimately have, you know, in the end of the day, really. Um, other than that, though, I don't see many differences for the people listening to this show, uh, unless you are, you know, a very prolific creator, you might have some big changes to make. But other than that, this probably shouldn't affect you too much. Um, do you have any other opinions on that, Tanner? You may be asking yourself, how do I get more out of how to be a better DM? You probably want even more tips, more entertainment, or perhaps just exclusive access to a secret society of people bent on ruling the world. Well, we don't actually have desires to rule the world, but it does sound like what you want and what you need is to join our Patreon. You'll get access to our private Discord, which will give you direct access to all the hosts of this show, as well as our other Dungeon Masters who are just like you. You'll also be able to make fan requests for How to Be a Better DM. And lastly, you just help support the show so we can give you ever better content. If you want to join the Patreon, go to sessionzerostudios.com slash startadventure and join our Patreon today. No, yeah, I, I totally agree uh, with that. I think that for most people, even people who are, you know, putting uh, creating content and putting it in smaller way in smaller places, you're gonna probably be fine. Now, keep keep in mind that that could change. <laughs> they even within the OGL uh, 1.1 leak, there were provisions where they could change it and update it, like if they want. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, like, you know, if if they turn all evil empire on us, <laughs> you know, maybe even just like small creators will also have to pay a royalty. At which point. You know, if you want to do that, cool. If you don't, I'm sure there's other people out there who won't make you do that. Mm -hmm. um, but but one thing to keep in mind is that, like, hey, you can still get uh, content uh, from the Wizards of the Coast, and, and it's great content. And if you choose to go elsewhere, that's great content, too. Uh, the good news is if you're just having a friendly game, nobody's watching you, nobody's making money. So nobody cares <laughs> too much yeah. about how you how you're doing it. They just care that you're having fun and coming back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Uh, no one cares if you're if you're not making money. No one cares. They just care that you're having fun, and someday you might spend money on it. You know, so exactly. <laughs> uh, I love it. Well, perfect. Uh, honestly, uh, this this was once again this was a little bit of a different topic, but. You know, it's uh, it's out there, and I'm sure some people uh, have been curious. So uh, hopefully, you know what? If you're still curious about this, there's a lot of wonderful articles, a lot of wonderful YouTube videos. We recommend that you do so. Uh, but mostly we recommend that you, uh, that you just continue having a great time. 
you know, if this doesn't affect you, then don't worry about it more than you need to. And get out there, gather a group of friends, and uh, roll initiative.